Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, friends, welcome to another live recording of the Confident Woman Podcast. So by popular demand, we're going to talk today about how to become a better leader. So whether you consider yourself a leader or not, or you want to become a leader someday and whatever it is you're working toward, or I mean, leadership can be defined in so many different ways, whether you're the leader of your family, of your household, or the leader of a business or an organization, a team, whatever it is, and how can we become better and more effective leaders? So this is, um, I think this might be one of my favorite topics. So <laughs> I'm excited for this one. I know. That was the, <laughs> when we were doing our little pre-session here, we were saying how it's one of our favorite topics, but also one that I know for me personally, I had to learn and lean into it, which was something that we'll share as we keep going. But it was just, you know, when we posted this in our community group, it was really great to see the feedback. And we're seeing that more and more women are really stepping into that leadership position And, you know, like you said, whether it's in the boardroom, your home business or motherhood or whatever it may be, it's going to look different for you. But yet there are so many similar characteristics that I think are really great qualities that exemplify a leader. So we'll dive deeper into that as well. So we're going to kick it off and just uh, have a lot of fun with this because I think for both of us, we have, you know, some stories, but also the, the learning from our individual pursuits into our own leadership paths. Right. And so I think um, as a leader, some people get confused what that means or if they even consider themselves a leader. But I mean, by definition, to be a leader, all it takes is just one person that's following you. So it doesn't matter if it's one or 10, 150 or a thousand people right now, starts with one. And I think the biggest thing to realize about becoming a leader and growing in your leadership abilities is that um, you're a student of it at all times and it continues. It doesn't ever end. I was told early on (laughs) that in order to be a really good leader, you have to first be a really good follower. So you got to find those people that you look up to as leaders and dissect what do they do that inspires you to move the way you move or encourage you to do the things that you do or, or empowers you to step up in your own space. What are those leaders you're looking to doing? Because there's a bunch of different leadership styles, like, but I think that the core of leadership remains the same, that ability to be able to effectively communicate the end goal, the vision, to be able to delegate tasks and empower others to step into other roles, to be able to have empathy, connect with the people that are following, right? Instead of having like that dictator kind of approach, right? Where I know everything, just do what I say. I think leaders are just very good at at doing what they need to do anyways and that leading by example. So I mean, we'll talk about like all those different characteristics, but I think it's just really important to know it doesn't matter how big of a team you're leading in order for your, that influence of yours to grow. It's a day by day learning every single day, growing yourself as well so that you become that more confident person that people want to follow, or you become the right kind of person that people want to follow and you attract people that are following in your direction. 100%. And that was actually the the kind of tangent that I was going to go off of as well. So I remember when I started my personal development pursuit and at one point, one of my mentors at the time had said, well, you're a leader. And I immediately was like, put my guard up and I was like, no, I'm not. And I said all the things that I'm, you know, I'm not a leader because of X, Y, and Z. And these were a lot of like my um, limiting beliefs and just like past uh, excuses and stories and stuff that I would tell myself. And of course, when you're speaking that into existence, you're finding proof to validate what you believe. 
And then when I started peeling back the layers on my pursuit of you know personal growth and discovery, I realized that leadership really is about leading you. So what you do and how you develop yourself, that actually attracts and that becomes your compass to help navigate and lead others as well. And so throughout this pursuit, I realized it wasn't just about trying to lead and managing a herd of, of, you know, whatever it is, like, that's not the person that you're necessarily looking to become. It's really about leading yourself and having that self-discipline and being structured in who you are. Because again, a leader has those qualities and in pursuit of you becoming a better person, that is the leadership skills that are, are required to help lead other people as well. So for me, I think personally, like if I've been there, then I can help lead people through it. But if I haven't gone through something, it's really hard to lead somebody through something that I don't know. And I think that's like that fear factor of uncertainty. It's like, where are we going if you don't know where, you, where you've come from? So I think getting really, really clear on who you are and where you're going helps navigate that path of pursuit and leadership qualities. And then along the way, you help take people through whatever that might be. So like Aaron said, it really does start with just one. It's not about how many followers you have or how many employees you have or kids or whatever it is. If you're leading yourself, that's the the first and foremost. And then you become that light and that magnet that attracts one person who is then and out one person. And so on, you see this ripple effect throughout. So I think it's really imperative to, to know crystal clear who you are and where you're going so that you have a place to lead. Exactly. That is like the nail on the head with like the being super clear on your vision. Mm-hmm. And it's not just being so clear on your vision. It's one thing for, for you as a leader to be clear on your vision and the, and the end game and, the, and the, the path that you want to take to get there. But you have to be able to clearly communicate that with other members of the team because you know, if there's five people in the car and you all think you're going to a different state. I mean, four people are going to be really confused when you hop on this one highway that doesn't go that direction. So everyone has to know this is where we're going. They're able to completely communicate that and, and, and have that envision and like people understand and grasp that so that they know what part they play in that mission, in that end game, because that's what's more empowering, right? I know some people go to work every single day and it's, just can be a monotonous, like, oh, I'm just here typing my emails, doing whatever. But if you help those people realize the big overall impact that they're making by being part of this organization, that's that I'm more enthusiastic and excited to sit there and write my emails because I see that bigger picture of what I'm contributing to. So I think that's important to communicate that and be able to show people how they are important in that overall task. If you are leading in this example from a man like a managerial standpoint, or you're leading a business or a team or whatever to hit a certain goal, right? So I think another thing when we look at leadership overall in order to, I don't want to say judge, but I mean, leadership, there has to be, it has to be effective, right? Like I can't just say I'm a leader and I'm leading a hundred people when we don't do anything, right? So you can kind of characterize a leadership by the effectiveness that they have. But I think too, even like reading and diving into leadership books too, to help you clear, like discover your own leadership style, if that's something that you're leaning toward or or starting to figure out, or maybe you're realizing, holy hell, I'm a leader and I didn't set out to be a leader. Sometimes you don't set out to do it. It just happens. And so now you want to get better at it. There's so many ways to do it. So I'm a big, big fan. Uh, I love like Simon Sinek. So any Simon Sinek books on leadership, 
um, I think are very, very beneficial. And John Maxwell's probably like has a million books on leadership too. So I would start grabbing some of these books because they help kind of break down each step of leadership and what's important because it's a lot of responsibility (laughs) being a leader. (laughs) And I think, I mean, we can totally go through, I feel like we could probably come up with like a hundred different characteristics of leaders, but I feel like there's a common core, probably five or six, maybe 10 among all leaders. But I think figuring that out and understanding the big picture is like that step in being a great leader and a great leader, finding the people that you're working with, the common core common goal that you're trying to achieve. So I, my brain right now is going in a million different directions. Cause I'm thinking like, Oh, from a business, how to like grow sales or whatever. Then I'm thinking like basketball coach, right? Everyone has their own individual roles on the, on the basketball court. So how to make that, you know, so it's like, there's so many different areas that you can apply it to, but the rules and the characteristics are the same across the board, no matter what it is. Right. Again, it all comes back to, to self, right? So because if you are the leader, you should constantly be refining and growing and learning and doing everything that you can to become a better version of you. And again, that's going to equate to having clarity and pursuit of purpose. And I think ultimately, you know, when we have that clarity, it breeds confidence, right? So you can become now more confident in not only in who you are, but the leadership skills and the the vision and the mission and the purpose and the path of where you're navigating the, the you know, the people that are, are looking up to you. When we look up to a leader, I feel for me, it's, they're like a beacon of hope. I know for me, when like I was on that pursuit, I would look up to coaches, mentors, people who've done what I wanted to do before. And to me, that was a way out. It was, you know, I looked to them as, well, if they did it, I can do it too. Help show me the way. And so really it's about, again, the the attraction, you become that magnet and not necessarily like a boss, like, you know, dictatorship and just really, really ruling. But yet when you're a leader, you typically are leading people who, who are behind you, meaning they've already walked that path. So you have to have the uh, skill set and just communication and navigation skills to really become your best self on, on that part and just keep going in that direction of wherever you need to be. Right. Is that your phone? <laughs> it's okay. That happens. This is real life, folks. It's real life. Sometimes your phone rings and you're in the middle of an important thought. But no, I think what you're saying too, all that leadership, knowing yourself, growing yourself, because as a leader, like the biggest thing about being a leader is that one of the first things I learned early on was you're in a fishbowl constantly. People are watching you and they're looking for reasons to either follow you or to not follow you. So you got to always be making sure you're making the best decisions. And that doesn't mean you have to be perfect, right? We all make mistakes and maybe make poor decisions. But I think a key part of a leader is when you do make a poor decision that you own up to it and you're transparent and you're open and honest and transparent with people. And I think that goes such a long way with the people that you're, that you're working with as well. And a big thing with leaders that you notice, if you ever like notice you watch um, like post game, you talk like, see like the athletes that they're talking to or coaches, anything like that. And you watch these kind of things. To me, it always stood out that a lot of leaders, like they end up give, taking more blame that more, more than their share of the blame when things go wrong. And they take less of the credit that they deserve when things go right. So it's not about you. It's about the entire team and making people believe and know that they're part of something big, no matter what their role is, whether you're the quarterback or the kicker, you're both really damn important to that team in order to achieve the end goal. So whatever it is. So whether you're a CEO or you're the person that's stuffing envelopes right now, 
all are important to contributing to that end game, right? And that end goal. And we all have to start somewhere. So I think things like leaders notice the hard work that you do. So whether you're stuffing envelopes right now and you want to grow <laughs> into a leader, I don't even know if they do that anymore. There's got, that has to be a job, I'm sure. But just an example that popped in my head. <laughs> but as you grow, I mean, I feel like as a leader, like people, they do the best work that they possibly can, no matter what it is. I mean, I, I can't take credit for this. My cousin, Jake, I, he's younger than me. We were talking about stuff and I, and I was talking to him about some different businesses. And he said, I don't care what it is. If I'm doing it, it's going to be the best. He's like, if my job's to clean a toilet, it'll be the shiniest seat you ever sat your ass on, right? So it's like, no matter what your job is that you're doing it, doing it to the best of your ability, because that's, again, what we keep going back to, that's building your confidence and you're, you have a pride in what you do and, and you know if your name's attached to it, that it means something. And so you go and you work hard. And those are just, I think that's just a natural thing about leaders is that they're going to do the best they can at everything. Um, because how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're going to clean a toilet, it's going to be the best damn toilet you ever clean. Just like if you're going to lead a company, you're going to do the best job you can leading that company. They kind of are parallel. And I think people notice that sometimes in the small things that you do is what makes them want to trust you with the big things. Right. And I, and I, one thing that really stood out uh, again, from my, from my own pursuit is like, I forget which mentor where, where it came from, but it was one thing that really stuck out. And they said, you know, you lead with a servant's heart. And I said, well, what, what exactly does that mean? And they said, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what you had said about, you know, whether you're scrubbing the toilets or you're on the front line, whatever it might be. The point is, is that you're of service. You, you do that task, that job, whatever is assigned to you with such vigor that it just, you, you know, that your part is just as important as the next person. And even though it might sound like a bottom level job, but yet if you're looking at a company, that's what people see when they come in. Like, you know, for example, if it was, you know, I had scrub toilets at McDonald's at a drive or a, a throughway McDonald's, let alone, I mean, there were, it's like you walk in and there's just like hundreds of stalls, not the <laughs> kind of job, but it was something that, you know, when I look back on it, it's like, I, as much as I hated it, I understood now the importance of it because that is an impression on the mark of that the food service industry. And if they're not clean, then why would you expect quality food or, you know what I mean? And so it right. kind of all ties in together. And it's like, again, looking back at all these you know lessons along the way, it makes sense because you should do everything that you can from a servant's heart because everything is so important. Everything plays a bigger picture and we're all part of the team. So it doesn't matter, like she said, if it's a quarterback or a kicker, we have one end goal in mind. And so whoever's leading it doesn't matter because they are just as important as the person cleaning the toilets, taking an order, whatever it might be. And you look back at these things and just realize you too are just as important. And again, these are developing the leadership skills for eventually stepping into that role, you know, if and when you choose to, to become. Yeah, I feel like we could do 100 episodes on different leadership characteristics because I still have 100 million things that I feel like we could talk about <laughs> and we're running low on time. But I think overall, with a, like if I had a, an ending thought, I guess, would just be to realize that no matter where you are and where you end up wanting to be, whether, and not everybody wants to be a leader, but this, obviously the group that we're talking to, people specifically ask that we talk about this. So obviously if you're listening, then obviously you're the type of person that is a leader and wants to become a better leader or you're growing in your leadership roles. And so for me, I think it's all about just continuously working on yourself, self-development, reading books, 
being the best you can, having conversations with the people that you are leading. So you know them, you know what moves them, you know what drives them. Um, you can connect with them on a, on a personal level, right? So that there's more, I say empathy, I guess, but like able to empathize with people that you're, that you're working with and that you're leading and understand what motivates them and works them. And, and, and it's not the same, right? If you treat everyone the same, you're treating most of them wrong. So you got to learn who that, who it is that you're working with and who it is that you're leading. Um, so you make them the most effective player possible or I said player because I'm thinking about basketball right now, but but make them the most effective at what their job is and what they're doing because that reflects on you. So you you being able to make them be the best at what it is that they're doing, not make them be the best, but like inspire, motivate them, show and like guide them so that they do the best job possible. Because then that obviously leads to the effectiveness of your overall leadership style that you're proving that what you're doing is effective and it's growing whatever it is that you're trying to do. So we can go back, like we said, like judging the effectiveness of your leadership. Is it having results? (laughs) So being able to do that and have a baseline to work with, but just always surround yourself with other leaders, watch other leaders. Like I love watching documentaries and things like that. Like I'm, I I mean like Andrew Carnegie, right? I always wonder like whenever I see like big leaders, I'm always like, who is their leader? Like who did they learn from? So just, I mean, there's so many things out there. And I mean, I even look at like down to, you think of like these superstars in basketball, for example, like Michael Jordan, right? Well, Michael Jordan had a coach, there was leadership, there was an organization that he was a part of that had a lot to do with facilitating to make that Chicago Bulls team the best team. Like, yes, he was a very big part and he was a leader, obviously, (laughs) but it was part of an overall bigger picture. And he had a very big role to play and he played that. But what everyone that you ever hear anyone talk about Michael Jordan and talk about them play is that he made the players around him better by being there. So ask yourself as a leader, are you helping the people you're around leading? Are you helping them be better too? Right. And everything starts and ends with you. And how you, how you show up for yourself is how you're going to show up for others. And that's that the continuous growth and it kind of taking on that golden rule as well. It's like how you treat yourself is how you're going to treat others and, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So again, having those leadership qualities, I think uh, we touched base on a few of them, but like really that compassion and compassion, empathy, meeting people where they're at and just having that, the willingness to understand that not everybody's going to learn the same way. Not everybody's going to think and do the same way. So really having that patience and just uh, nurturing those skills to enhance them and, and help develop them, extract that out of it. Because a lot of times, maybe some people's style is encouragement or some are just challenging, or some prefer just a a rah-rah cheerleader. It really doesn't matter what it is. But I think once you really refine and understand yourself, you could take those the leadership skills and help develop that team, as Aaron said. And again, that ultimately stems from your communication skills. Like it's going to vary per employee or team member or whatever it may be. But again, nurturing those things and really enhancing them will just only enhance your personal and your leadership skills. So we hope we've shared quite a bit here. I know, like you said, we could talk about these things forever because we see this in so many different areas of our everyday lives. So of course, we'd love to hear from you guys in the Facebook, the Confident Woman Facebook community group. And hopefully we get to connect here and learn more about some leadership skills that you guys have learned. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is 
at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.